Welcome everybody to Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success, where we like to dive into these podcasts and define really what personal growth in business success means. I'm Adam Hergenrother, and I am joined today by Carrie Heibel, the president of our coaching organization. And today, what I want Carrie to really jump into and hear uh, or share with the audience is we, you and I both, Carrie, get a lot of, now that you're coaching and leading a lot of uh, leaders and, and employees and employers, this is a conversation for both people. And I want people to understand that because we always try to bring in that perspective um, into these podcasts so people can understand it and hear it differently, right? Um, so one of the questions you and I get a lot, and we've, we got this in our, in our Conscious Coaching Facebook group of, you know, how do you continually grow talent? How do you coach talent? How do you, how do you have talent that wants to be coached? Right. Um, that's the latter part is easier was when you hire individuals who are part of the mission and part of in an alignment with what it is, that's kind of the first step. But once somebody let's assume they've checked that box, Carrie, um, and maybe we just start a little bit with your own transformation from when, you know, four, four and a half years ago, when you came into our world, you know, what has you've changed dramatically as a human being, which I'm very proud of. So congratulations congratulations more than anything of the accomplishments in the physical side you've made um, and in the physical world you've made versus just the transformation of yourself. So share a little bit of your own journey so the listeners can um, partake in that. And then what I want to do for the listeners actually break that down of how we did that from the employee employer relationship so people can take away because one thing to talk about in like a metaphysical sense of, oh, you got to coach and lead people. Well, that's great. Well, what does coaching mean? What does it mean in a day? What do I say to them? What do I do to them? What does it look like? Right. So I want to break that down. So Carrie, just share a little bit about your journey. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm super excited. Um, first, I just want to say how um, grateful I am for you to have been just an awesome leader and mentor and coach in my life for the last four and a half years. And I think this is a great testimony for anybody who's really looking to grow their world. We know that one way you do that is through talent, through people. And it's also one of the most challenging things. Sometimes we focus a lot on coaching around the business which is important and I understand that. There's a lot of things that I think hold people back and talent really needs to have personal breakthroughs just as much sometimes as they need to have business breakthroughs. And when a coach or a leader or a mentor can really help them improve their life, um, their business will improve. And so I think creating a safe space and being open and willing to have those conversations with people in your world, whether you are a leader, you're an employer, you're a coach or a mentor. That to me is fundamentally one of the most important things. So, you know, my journey started. Can I pause you for, yeah. can I pause you for a second? Just, I want to, sorry, interrupt a little yeah. bit. What does creating a safe place mean? Cause people may hear that and they gloss over the words. What is creating a safe place to be able to have those conversations? Cause I think that's really important. Yeah, it is really important. I think, um, the safe place just means that you don't have to pretend all the time in your employer or employee or uh, leader and uh, you know entrepreneur, whatever relationship you have, you don't have to pretend that everything is okay all the time. And you don't have to uh, get caught up in your ego and constantly be proving to your leader that everything is great and you're perfect. And that is a tendency of individuals, including myself, because if we're high achievers and we're talent, this is sometimes we get lost in our own way because it becomes us, right? Which you talk about a lot. And I saw that happening to me. So when you're guided by that, you have that tendency to not be truly transparent and open. When you're not transparent and open, you can't have breakthroughs. Um, 
So I think first and foremost, the leader or the coach or the mentor needs to be able to share their own journey and be transparent because that's leading by example. And that opens the door for somebody else to do the same, uh, which certainly has been that opportunity for me seeing your transformation, honestly, in the last four and a half years has been profound. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that in the next decade, I can have as much uh, growth in myself as you have in the last four years that I've been in business with you. And that has led me to be willing to be more open and share. So over time, does that relationship grow stronger? Of course. So time is part of it. And just the way that you have um, really been clear that transparency and openness and growth and failing forward um, and understanding that we're all human beings and we're going to go through things has allowed me to be more open with you about it, which has allowed you to coach me through it. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So you came into the world and into Adam Hurler companies and um, you know, what attracted you to that world? And then what, what kind of, what did it look like on a daily, weekly basis um, for your own journey? Um, so what attracted me, I would say is I'm a pretty driven person when it comes to business. I'm pretty competitive. I always wanted to just keep elevating my, uh, opportunity. I thought it was my growth, but I'm going to be real honest. It was probably very ego driven. I wanted to continue to be the best, but it wasn't probably as much for me internally as it was more driven by my ego. I didn't realize it at the time. Now I'm pretty clear on what was driving me. I was very successful in business for many years, both selling real estate and then as a team leader and then coming into your world. Um, certainly, I wanted to have more challenge because I tend to get a little bit bored if I feel like I'm not challenging myself. That was that inner you know, human need we all have to grow. But I was really only growing in business. And that's the problem is I was only growing in business. And in fact, I was using business to potentially hide from other growth that I needed to have. And I think that's extremely common with almost every single coaching client that we have, that is what happens. And so what ends up happening is because I was successful in business, I just wanted to have more success in business because that's what made me feel good in control and having an opportunity to, I guess, have those fleeting moments of happiness, but truly as you've shared, and I found this out, that doesn't bring any real true deep like fulfillment or joy. So that what attracted me was the opportunity to be more successful in business. And you have had such a successful um, uh, journey. And I think deep down, I was very attracted to the fact that you also were doing things in your life, such as your fitness and other things. And I was looking at that going, okay, he does all these things. I'm only doing one of these things. And I had just started to tap into um, getting back some of my self-confidence and getting into the gym and those sorts of things. So I'm sure that subconsciously that attracted uh, me to you. I didn't necessarily understand that at the time. Yeah. I love, well, thank you. That's well said. You know, when you are hiding from something, you know, you, you mentioned that words and, you know, I ch chatted about that before. Um, it's kind of like that people create these fraudulent characters in their life and they, they put the character up so they go and build a wall up and it's a safe preferred place. It doesn't mean it's, it's the place where people want to go to, to maximize life. It's actually a place they go to hide from life. And I think that's a really distinct tool that people need to understand. It's you create this world inside your mind that you can hide in. And then you spend the rest of your life trying to keep that world intact so nobody else bothers it. And when somebody else rattles it, that's when it feels like everything is falling apart because you've created an imaginary world in your, in your mind to hide in. It's like 
it's like literally being a child and pulling the covers over your head, trying to pretend there's not a monster there, right? It's like, uh, so when that happens, we just do this with characters. We do this, and I love your vulnerability there of like how you used, people use business to hide in their character of, hey, if the world sees you as a business person, then I'm successful. And then if I'm successful, I'm winning. And then if I'm winning, man, I'm winning life, right? Until you wake up <laughs> and you realize, shit, that doesn't work. <laughs> it's not that it's wrong. There's nothing wrong and right in that sense. It just doesn't work. And what doesn't work is that it, it doesn't change the state that you actually are looking for. What you're looking for from, you're trying to manipulate the external world as a place to be in, in, that's safe and preferred so that you can be okay inside. Instead of just going, why can't I just go be okay inside and then play in the world, right? I just don't, it's, it's so, once you get away from it, it's like, it sees it so easily, but with the, the hardest, and people then will ask, well then, okay, what is the hardest part about getting away from that? The hardest part is the withdrawal that you go through of trying to break down that house. Just like a drug addict or an alcoholic or somebody who is, you know, eats too much. All of those things are the same pull. They pull you into it and you're so addicted to it that the withdrawal of trying to come off that prevents almost everybody. And people need to hear this. It's harder than making money. It's harder than any relationship. But look, it's the purpose of your life is to die to be reborn, to let go of that part of you that tries to create and control the world. The world's not going to change. It's going to keep doing exactly the same thing. You just don't need to be in control of it. Then you wake up and you go, how are you doing? I go, you're fine. Why are you fine? Because I'm fine with everything. Love. I just wake up. I'm excited because it's another day. What's going to happen today? I don't know. A bird may fly in my window. I may have success. I may not. It's going to be great, right? Man, if you can, if, if you can, people can hear what you just said right there, it's going to start to just to drive that wedge in there um, to wake up. So for you, you realize there's a place that you're, you're kind of, you, subconsciously you may have known that, but you were hiding there. And then you started getting into the physical side, which we love talking about because physicality starts creating. What I love about physicality is for one, you feel good about it. Um, and I think this is the same reason why you love it as much um, is because it actually strengthens your will. And, and people say, well, I don't have the willpower to stop doing whatever they're doing, stop hiding in business or checking my phone or eating late nights or, you know, not being committed to my partner, whatever it is, you, you, you just, I don't have the will. It's not true. You have the will. What you're doing is you're unwilling, you, your will's not stronger than the urge. The urge is stronger than your will until the will has enough will that makes the will stronger, <laughs> right? So it's like, hey, if I gave you a million dollars tonight, that ice cream, could you? Oh, of course I do it. The last night I did this to my son. Like, I, it's like this whole, I'm not even kidding you. I literally, we're going this thing and he's like, he's telling me like, uh, uh, he's like, I don't, he said something like not going to want to go to school tomorrow because we've been on break for a little while. He doesn't want to go to school tomorrow. And I said, uh, or uh, what did he say? It wasn't school. We're having that conversation. Um, he said that, uh, Oh, he goes, I don't, he goes, I don't want to take, I can't take a shower for some reason. Like I can't take a shower. And I said, what do you mean you can't take a shower? He's like, I just can't do it. Like my eyes. Good. I said, well, if I give you right now, I give you a phone, would you go take a shower? He goes, well, of course I would. So I go, it's not that you can't take a shower. It's that you don't want to take a shower. And he just started laughing. Like he got it. Like he just really got it. So it's just, we all do this in this, this kind of same sense. So it's never a question of, um, do you have the willpower? Cause you do. It's just, is the will strong enough? So then 
you have to strengthen your will. And what I hear you're saying is that you, through a coaching relationship, through a leading and mentoring relationship as an employee or employer, what you're doing is you're getting people to strengthen their positioning to have a stronger will that allows them to stay seated in the sense, the seat of self. Wow, that's a mystical word, right? It just means, it just means you're aware that there's a disturbance that goes on and during the event that disturbs you, that you get to sit there instead of jump involvement and strengthen that will through physical exercise when you don't want to do that, that gives you that ability. All techniques that people teach, by the way, understand every technique somebody teaches you is designed to get you to the end result, but it's not going to take you there. The thing that'll take you across the finish line is ultimate surrender. But in order to surrender to what's in front of you, you need to do all these techniques to build the strength up. So anyways, so you, you get here and you're hiding, yeah. take us away. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing was, and, and we don't have enough time necessarily on this entire podcast, but those that have been in my trainings and, and are coaching with me, they learn a little bit more um, in depth about my background, but everybody has a story. So just like me, and um, we can continue to tell ourselves that story or hide from that story or relive the past. Um, and most of us do for a long time until we do kind of wake up to it and just realize it's just not serving us, honestly. Um, and I think that for me, just having a, a extreme lack of self, self-confidence personally putting all my focus and energy into my business and my children really, which was also quite obsessive and not super healthy. Um, that, you know, when you do that, you, um, you're just so out of balance and you're so unfulfilled because it's just not, it's not who you are. You become someone who you're not and you don't even really realize who you are anymore. So, and you meaning like capital you, you know, inside who you are. And so, I think that, you know, over that journey, um, the first step for me was literally just going, well, I do need to take care of myself. I do need to get clear in my mind. I do need to have some confidence. And I do think for most people that is something physical. They don't have to go extreme on this. I didn't at first. I got a personal trainer that one-on-one, she was going to hold me accountable. I had to show up and I didn't have to feel like I was going to gym around a bunch of people that I didn't know what I was doing. And Um, It was a safe space for me to start that journey, but it was transformational. I mean, I literally worked out five, six days a week, got into some of the best shape of my life at that moment, which was right before I turned 40. And it did help me to, I think, just have confidence. But also the thing is, is like you've taught me and others, you have to love and lead yourself first. And most people, if they're hiding from something, it's because they don't really love themselves or they're just unwilling to lead themselves. And they start to detract from that because it's hard sometimes to do that because you have to really, um, you just have to really go deep with yourself and accept different things. And for me, acceptance and awareness, these are two big words that, you know, I think everybody needs to really resonate on. So that was definitely the first um, part of my journey. And that was, you know, five years ago, um, today, you know, my health journey has obviously, um, progressed, like it, I think organically will when you start something. So that was the first step for me, but then really once that happened, um, I think I just was open to, um, just, just going deeper with myself, but it hasn't been fast. I mean, it's been, honestly, it's been almost five years and now I'm like, Oh, now I figured this out. So I always tell people like, give yourself some grace. You're not going to snap your fingers. And because we have this one conversation, your whole world is going to change. However, one conversation at a time and one slight awareness, or as you like to say, like putting that wedge in there, that is the start of it. And everybody's journey is going to be different, but truly my change has been, I used to use business to hide. And with your coaching and mentorship, because it was a safe space and we had the conversations, um, 
it became that business as a conduit for my personal growth. And so I'm no longer my business, which I was for a long time. Like that was my identity. And so if my business didn't go well, I would be um, in emotional turmoil because that was me. And many people are in that boat and that's why they react emotionally. It's why they're unwilling to take risks. It's why um, it's, they are their business. And so we have to protect it at all costs instead of just coming into it and saying, no, I'm not my business. However, I am who I am and I can bring my best self to my business and all of these things that come in business, I can use that to now see how I can grow as a person. That's the fundamental shift in me. And that is what I'm talking to people about in our coaching. And just that aha alone for people has been pretty profound. Yeah. I love, I love what you said there. You know, um, it reminds me, you know, when, when Buddha talks about the noble truth of all of life is suffering, um, people people have a tough time with this when it comes to money particularly in business people because they they equate so much to their identity or their worth to money and then they just say well money is all these great things it is and money is money's great if you get it there's nothing wrong with money understand that there's nothing in it. however if you're using money as a way to try to change how you feel inside you're doing the wrong things. So for instance, when you, either way, when you're making your life about money or business, you're always going to be suffering. And let me explain what I mean by this. When you are trying to get money, you're trying to attain a state to get, to get money. So you're suffering trying to get there, right? So, cause you're trying to get money to change it. Then once you get it for, I agree for a moment, for a little while, you, you do feel open. You feel open, you feel better. Then what happens, then you get into the state of trying to protect the money. So now all of a sudden when you have it, you get into the protection state. Like now I got to wrap my arms around it. Now everything becomes, everyone's trying to take it from me. They're trying to get this after me. They're trying to sue me. Do they even want to be my friends? All of these next stays, stages happen. So if you make it about that, no matter where you are in your journey with money, no matter you have it or don't have it, you're still suffering. Now, I will agree that when you don't have money, then you have money, there's a less degree of suffering. <laughs> That's where people, no, I'm serious, right? People yeah. miss this step. Like in the beginning, if somebody's got your neck and they're squeezing you and you can't breathe, but they loosen up at the, you know, halfway, you're still being restricted from your breath, yet it feels a lot better. So people go, I know what suffering means. And I was really suffering when I went through a bankruptcy or I was really suffering when I went through this divorce. So when you compare your life currently to a suffering place that was harder, you then instantly think you're no longer suffering. Does that make sense? That's yes. and so people do this in their life where they wake, they, they go there, they take their worst time of like, well, that's what suffering. When I hear the word suffering, that's what it means. And so they're always comparing themselves, but I've also used an analogy. It's like somebody grabs your arm and squeezing it as hard as they can. And they say, look, I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to let go, right? G great friend, right? You're letting, you're hurting somebody. You let go. See, I'm your friend. Now you're, it's not, it's not the same. So you're, there's always this, if you make your life about indirectly trying to change your state, you're always in a state of suffering. Just you've convinced yourself through the mind that it's a less degree of suffering. It feels better than it does. Even this just goes with people that some, we, we, I get emails or kind of, you know, letters from people that are, that are also in the spiritual, really the spiritual sense, like they can actually take themselves and renounce the world. And this is fascinating too. They, where they go and they say, you know, I'm just going to let go of money. I'm going to let go of my business. I'm going to let go of all this stuff. It's still you now renouncing the world of saying no, you're still hiding from it just in a different spot. The ego is just taking a different tone to it. So people go and like, I'm going to go hang out in the spiritual. Yes, I agree. It's nicer, but you're still suffering. It's the, the 
different degree. Either one of those. So I just want people to see those those examples. So you can do this in business. You can also do this by renouncing life of saying, I don't want any money. I just don't need it. I don't want anything about it. I don't want it to dictate my life. You're still allowing the lower self to run your life, the ego or the lower part of it versus waking up and saying, I'm going to take a giant step back, right? Giant step back and just watch it and just experience all of that. Instead of actually trying to use the lower energy to pull me to life events, there's you, then there's the lower self, and then there's the lower, then there's energy, and then there's life. When life happens, it hits the energy, it hits the energy, it hits you, and you're, you freak, the lower self freaks out, right? And you try to control everything. So that's what people do in business is that they think that the next level, and this is what I ask people. I say, look, you know, how's it really working in there? <laughs> how are you really doing in there? How can you go from one moment to feeling amazing to the next moment feeling completely terrible? How do you go from, you know, of, of having this linear level of success to wanting even more, even though you have everything more than you had five years ago and you still don't feel it? What people go on their path, and I think this is what wakes people up in business, is that either there's two things that stop people from being 100% um, kind of concentrating or, or, or addicted to the mind, right? Is that they have an intense amount of suffering, right? There's this there's an intense amount of suffering that says, I don't know what it is, man. It's like you kind of wake up and you realize, man, it's freaking hard in here, <laughs> right? You just wake up. It's like, it's really hard being a human, right? This is crazy. This is, and then that's the, your kind of first step for that, right? And you kind of wake up to that. Then you kind of, the, this next step that happens is like, you have this intense pull to get back on the wheel. Like, like you wake up and you realize there's something more to life. And I, I, I say it like this because I think people have, most people have experienced this, but they get caught in the second step. And this is where coaching comes into play because you can guide somebody through this where they, they have success and then they kind of go, this is it. Like, this is what it feels like. This doesn't feel like I thought it was going to be different. And you go instantly in that moment, there's that wedge that we talk about and you go, man, it's freaking difficult to be a human being in here. And then you wake up and say, okay, then instantly though, there's this massive pull because everyone else is doing it to get you back on there. Cause it's like this magnetism. It's just, it's harder than making money. It's harder in any relationship. It pulls you so far. Then what happens is over time, if you continue to let go and work on this through techniques or anything you want to do that gets you there, as you work through this, eventually what will happen is you start to the next kind of phase in this is you go, I can handle this. I can handle this. I, I can, I, yes, it's hard, but I can handle this. Oh, I see the vent. Oh man, there is. It feels like it's burning when these things come through. You're like, I can handle this. I can start to do it. That's when you kind of get in this path that you're talking about where you start going through this. Then the really cool thing is, then when you get through that phase, you have so much energy that's coming up inside you behind it. You go, holy shit. Like this is, this is like a whole other world. Like I, I, I just don't need any of that stuff out there because it does, if it comes great, if it doesn't, if I go on vacation, awesome. If I have a relationship, awesome. All these things, it doesn't matter because you're being so fed inside, but these stages are really difficult to go through. I, and say it again, it's harder than making money. It's harder than any relationship. The withdrawal from the mind is the hardest thing anybody will go through. That's why having a, a knowledge will get you so far but you have to experience it. You can never mistake the menu for the meal and you have to experience the meal to experience these things. Yeah, and for me, I had to have many conversations with you and hear it. And I think that's because to your point, it's it's difficult to not get drawn back into it. So if you have one conversation or one moment of waking up or like, oh, I get it, that's great. 
And if you don't revisit that on a regular basis, I think it's very, very easy. And most people will get drawn back into just what they're used to. The mind is so, so powerful. The ego is, it, it, it really, really creates an illusion. You believe it's you. And so you have to get away from that. Um, and so I, I believe in, in my coaching you know, conversations, it's like every single week, we go back to these conversations and we ask the same questions and it allows people to go, oh yeah, I kind of did get drug back into that, but it's a constant awareness. And when, to your point, it grows in itself, like your will gets stronger, this awareness gets stronger. You start to create uh, maybe just different reminders around yourself, or you're just, you see it happening in yourself faster or more often. And it's all about the awareness and the conversation. So I think people are really drawn toward um, having this conversation on a regular basis, because maybe they have, to your point, felt that, and then they haven't ever been able to get past that step. And so I feel like this is a big one for me. It was five years of getting past the step and probably one of the most interesting things that you kind of helped me through, which I've shared in the past. And I think a lot of people can resonate with this because we all have really important relationships in our life, whether it be with um, a friend, a significant other, a parent, a child, um, and I've had a very interesting relationship with my oldest son. And, you know, just because of the things that he's gone through emotionally and with some of his um, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder since a very young age, I became the role of taking care of him and being his protector, honestly, really, um, which maybe for a moment was somewhat necessary at age nine uh, when this all came about and I needed to make sure he was okay and, and work through to figure out that with him and for him, but at 19 years of age, that doesn't serve him or, or myself well, but after 10 years of becoming that person, I didn't even know I was, and he didn't even know really what was going on because this is the only relationship he knew with me, yet he knew something wasn't right, and he was somewhat rebelling against it, and I was definitely an enabler and didn't know, and you were just so kind to, and again, that safe space, to be able to share with me, like, this is what you're doing, and by the way, it's leaking into your business. And it was a profound moment. I had no idea. And I'm a pretty, I believe I'm a pretty self-aware person. Now, I don't always admit it or um, always act on it, but I know what, who I am to, to, to most parts. I did not know that. For me, that was a huge aha because if I did not have a clue that this is what I was doing, there are people that are operating and they have no idea because they've been operating in this way and their mind has overtaken their thoughts, their thinking, and then they become that. And it's not who they are. And I will just share with you, and I didn't share this with you, so I'm going to share it with you live here, um, which is I went to, I was in, um, in Worcester, Massachusetts. So my son went away to college a few thousand miles away. Uh, quite frankly, I believe he did that for a reason. Um, I don't think he knew why he did that, because actually it's very out of his character to go that far away from home in general. And he did that, and I know it was for a reason, which was to separate. Um, because I had become so involved and so much of a protector and he had become so dependent on me, but he resented that dependent, you know, being dependent on me and he needed to find his own way and his own confidence. And I did not see that until you helped me point that out, but it was leaking into my leadership. It was leaking into other relationships I had because I had no idea this is who I'd become. I have gone on this journey for a few months now. He's been gone since August and it was tumultuous at first. However, you, you talked me through, how do I have a conversation to let him go and go in peace by not creating more anxiety for him and myself, which was the first step. This last trip, which was last weekend, was the best weekend or conversation or time I've had with him probably since he was 12 years old. Um, and it was simply 
because of who I was and how I how I was and how present I was and bringing zero expectation, zero negative energy, zero anxiety, zero control, just being present with him. And there's these moments where he will try to maybe antagonize a little bit, which as I've been going on this journey, this is like his reaction to our relationship. He doesn't know he's even doing it, right? This is his ego trying to already like fight for something that might be happening. And when I didn't respond, react, and it, it just didn't even phase me, it completely dissipated. And he was so, our conversation was completely different. And I don't think he even has a clue what happened. Um, I do. <laughs> and so my aha there is that is leaking into my coaching. It's leaking into other relationships. And it's just um, been transformational for me. But a real aha is there are, every single coaching client is having some kind of a relationship issue. And they bring it up to me and it is leaking into their business and they can go use business like in this sense and this coaching to change their relationships and their leadership and their conversations personally and professionally if they choose to do so. And this can be the growth opportunity. But what's really interesting is we always try to change other people. Like six months ago, I would have been like, how can I change Jace? How can I help him? It's not about that. It's about how do I be who I need to be, be present in the moment and how do I how am I in that situation? And it completely changes the other person and the dynamic. And so um, that's key, I think, for people in business as well. Why are we you always trying to go get something from someone else or the relationship? Why are we trying to change something or control and create that resistance instead of just coming in and being present, which you always say is the best present you can give someone is your true attention and presence and not bring all of that other stuff into it. And that's just transformational, honestly. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for, you know, one of the reasons why people go and try to change people or places and things is because they're not okay inside. And so when we talked about a little bit earlier about creating that safe place, when you create a safe place, what you naturally start your world, people just, man, just need to hear this. You end up literally making your entire life about trying to make your house okay. So you spend your entire life trying to make people, places, and things matching the house that you've created inside so that everything's okay. You're literally, I mean, it's so sad. You're literally missing life. You think you're, you think you're living life because you're trying to no, know. You're living mind. This is where the people say wake up or mindfulness. All that means, forget about the mystical sense of that, just means that you no longer are going to live the mind. You are going to live and experience life for the first time. It's like when the Buddha or Zen talk about just tree, it's like they walk out and they're like, I see the tree for the first time, right? It's like, I've always seen the tree. It's like life doesn't change outside of you. You've just, man, if it's, it's, it, it, <laughs> I mean, I lived uh, that way for 10 years. I mean, honestly, and I said this to you, Adam, of course I could dwell on this and go, man, I missed a good 10 to 12 years of my life and my children's life. Honestly, if I were to be real honest, because I was so clouded and living so much in my mind and to your point, trying to make everything perfect, well, not even perfect, just okay and good that I didn't enjoy any part of it. It was constant resistance. And then it was going somewhere where I felt like I didn't have as much resistance, which is work, and then pouring into things and being so super out of balance. And yet at the same time, I don't believe I could be here if I didn't have that, yeah. because I do think that that living in the mind and, so, and being in an extreme situation, at some point you go, I, 
this is not worth this anymore. And that's the point where I think most people will have the opportunity to kind of have that waking up moment. Again, it doesn't all happen at once. That was that was many years ago. That was 2012 for me in that moment. And, and you know, look where we are today. So I think that that is a huge aha, which is you're walking around clouded, like foggy. Like that's how I would, that's how I would describe it for me because it's so much um, not in the moment. That, that's the end of the day. It's you're not in the moment. You're thinking about the past. You're trying to control everything and or you're reaching for something next. And then there's and all we have is right now. That has been profound for me. All we have is right now. So even if we are goal setting and we're obsessing over where we want to go, if we can't be in the moment and act and execute now in our best way, we'll never get there. It doesn't even matter. So that has been huge for me because I lived so much in my mind and not in the now for so many years. And I don't want to do that anymore. I also don't want to have others, if they have a choice to kind of wake up and feel this, whatever that looks like for them. I'm just really passionate about bringing that to them because you helped me do that. So when we talk about business meets spirituality or personal growth through business success, I was on a call yesterday with an individual who wants to join our world and he had four questions for me. And one of the questions was, um, was about personal growth and business. That's what it means to me. And what I explained to him was, um, yeah, it feels good when you have a big month of income, whatever the big month means to you. I said, yeah, it feels good when you take a vacation. I said, yeah, it feels good. Maybe you have like a higher awareness and you have a great day or something like this. I said, but real personal growth, what it means is something that used to bother you no longer bothers you. I said, that's the transformational growth that I want everybody in my world to experience. So if you used to drive on the road and car would cut you off and they would piss you off and you'd be out of sight and you'd get all wound up. Oh, I can't believe this person's calling me. Like, and by the way, the person, you're not even talking to them, right? You're just listening to your mind, but you get all bent out of shape about the car cutting you off in front of you. You know, when people come up to me and they're like, you know what? Like my brother, by the way, is a great example of this. He was like, right after we kind of, we were doing some things together and, and he's like, man, Kelly came up to me after this car cut me off and it was stopped. And she's like, I can't how did you not get upset right there? And he's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, how do you, you used to always just get so upset? And she's like, I don't know if I like this new talk. And she was being like, she's like, oh my God, like you're just like, a, it's like a different person. She's like, how do, how do I get more of that now? And that's personal growth. Because when something no longer offends you in the same way, it ceases to exist in the old way. And when people understand that, that's transformational growth. It's not a one-time event that comes up of income and you come back down. Because think about it. Every time you've had those big moments, you've always come back down. When you truly allow personal growth through mentorships, through leaderships, through employer-employee relationships that we're discussing here, which is why I love the context of the conversation because there's people that are employees and there's people that are employers you know, in this world. How does that look like? We try to break this down to show this is what your business can do. Yes, it turns a profit. Yes, it serves your clients. But if you pour into your people who then transform, they're transforming everybody else that they come in contact with. That's what I mean by personal growth, right? The personal growth that ultimately is going to no, no longer disturb you in for events. Like when people are driving home and before they even get to their house, they're already feeling this pent up energy because, oh my God, I'm going to get home and I just want to be able to relax. And my partner is going to give me all these things they want to do. And I'm like, yeah, what kind of relationship is that, man? You're just getting so wound up. So teaching and coaching people through that is a, is a progressive step. So let me just back up. We kind of went all the way to graduate school there and kind of came back here. 
What do you, something that somebody can take away right now um, that they say, okay, you know what? I, I, I like what you're hearing. I, I get it. But, you know, and while you're listening to an audible or you're listening to a podcast or you're listening to this, you know, you feel like, okay, I'm ready to do this. I'm in the game. And then all of a sudden you step out and it's like, there's life. Right. And all of a sudden you get pulled right back onto that wheel. Right. Like it just, oh man, Adam, Adam doesn't really know what he's talking about. Cares. And this is like, they don't understand what I'm going through. Right. This, 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 that's your mind, by the way, you're listening to your mind, rationalize what you're doing. If the minute you listen to it, you're gone. But anyways, you're just doing that. Where do people start? Like, how do you get them to start something? So I think that what I want to, what I want to say here is, um, Everybody operates. So if you're an employer trying to motivate, inspire, and get production and the best out of your people, whether you are the entrepreneur trying to really motivate yourself and get the most out of yourself and have success, make money, we all need to do that. It's important. And the reality is that what holds us back is not our lack of knowledge or knowing what to do. What holds us back is something else. 110% every single person I talk to, it is not that they don't know what to do. So I think that a lot of people are training themselves, they're coaching others, they're exposing themselves to a lot of great business practices and I'm not putting that down. I just think that sometimes we have to not be so afraid to realize that we are, are in our own way and it's not that we don't know what to do, we're just choosing not to do it for some reason. Mostly it's because of some amount of fear. And I lived with a tremendous amount of fear, anxiety my entire life since I've been a child for a variety of reasons. and so it will hold you back and it will like, to your point, strangle you, right? So what I would say is people are either afraid to be successful, mostly they're afraid to lose it once they are. And so they hold themselves back from achieving their fullest potential because they're afraid of what will happen. It's worse to get somewhere and then lose it all because again, the ego is driving that because what will it look like um, than not getting there at all, right? So my conversation behind that with people is you will only become a fierce competitor in business and in your own life when you can let go of what those outcomes are and trying to get something from your situation and being so fearful of what's going to happen. And so the only way that you can truly start to do that, in my opinion, is number one, awareness around what is holding you back. What are you really fearful of? Why are you? And how can you start to release and let go of some of that? It's a process. And quite frankly, I think it needs to be talked about every day. But I talked to somebody who has had tremendous She's a coaching client of mine, tremendous success. And she said, the whole year, all I was doing was trying to get to my goal. And I looked up and I was like, what did I even do? How did I even serve anybody? And it was the most depressing moment because this is not why I'm doing business. And so everybody has like that aha moment. You mentioned this, Adam, we will have that moment, but then we don't know what to do about it. So then we'll just go back to what we're doing because it's the only thing we know what to do. And every single week we have conversations about this and her perspective is changing and she's letting go of the ego a little bit more and she's getting more authentic with why she's doing it in the first place. And so what I wanted to say about that is if you can let people as an, let's just call you're an entrepreneur and you're talking to your people and you're like, how can I not get through to my people? I want to have this great business. The only way I believe you're going to is by helping people release those things that are blocking them. And when you do that, you will get the most production. You will have the most success that you can ever have because you're actually talking to your people. And when their lives are transformed, their businesses always get better and they will forever be grateful and you will have retention and relationships and fulfillment because you're a leader. And you can do that with colleagues. If you're an employee, you're a leader in, in your world if you wanna be one. Make it a safe space for the person that sits next to you. It doesn't have to come from a leader or an employer to an employee. 
it can, it, and it can come from a coach. If you don't have somebody in your world that can do this, then get a coach, somebody that you can work with and talk with on a regular basis about this because this transformation is nothing more than just the first beginning of awareness and then just being willing to talk through the things. Because if you're unwilling to talk through them and just confront them and call them out as they are, they'll never change. And that's what I mean by a safe space is a constant conversation, reminder, and openness around this. And just giving yourself some grace because you are going to get pulled back in and you're not going to be perfect right away. Um, if you can get that, if you can go into every moment to really help people better their lives, this whole conversation of growing a business, in my opinion, it's just not that complicated. Go impact people's lives, help them change their lives, and they will, they will crush it in business. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, and, and to summarize that a lot of that is like, if you can be the person where you were, whatever moment that passes by, you raise the moment up, whether you're with people, whether you're not with people, you see trash in the ground, you see somebody, that's the highest form of living a life is being able to raise the moment up that's in front of you. So the moment is better off for passing by your consciousness. And if you can operate from that space, then you become the person at business who everybody else wants to come to be in your world to be next to. And if everyone takes that approach in your company, whereas I want to be the person why everybody else wants to show up, then you're on your way. Carrie, thank you so much for being here today. Um, it's been uh, obviously an honor, honor to be on this journey with you and watch your own transformation. Um, so congratulations on everything you are. And I know that you're doing a lot of amazing things for a lot of people. So thanks. Thank you. Hey everyone, before we go, and before you go, I wanted to make sure to give you some more details about some of the coaching programs you've heard um, us discuss today. And a little bit of an infomercial, but I want to make sure it's available to everybody here. We have launching what's called the Business Growth Matrix, which is a 90 days to becoming the CEO of your life, which is going to start this Thursday. It's a 90-day group coaching experience that's going to be led by Carrie, who you heard today, and it's really going to help you design the life you want and truly create the foundation to make it happen. What you need to be doing every single day to lay the foundation to ever to support the life that you want. Carrie's going to show us step-by-step how to turn the business your business into this conduit for personal growth. So every day and every moment becomes an opportunity for huge personal and professional growth. What you're gonna learn about are topics like morning routines, extreme time management, managing personal finances, leading others through influence, building a limitless career in business, becoming a leader who attracts talent, and so much more. For the full outline of the program, you can go to adamhergenrother.com slash coaching and make sure to sign up by the end of the day on March 11th, 2020, if you'd like to make this huge progress on your goals in the next three months and truly lay the foundation for living a limitless life. You've also heard us discuss today that we are enrolling one-on-one business coaching clients. If you'd like to take a time to set up a free consultation with Carrie to talk about your specific business goals and truly our holistic approach, you know, health and fitness, wealth, spirituality and growth and leadership in the business arena and find out if this coaching program is right for you, you go to the same page, adamhergenrother.com forward slash coaching. And look, and as you can tell, we're both super passionate about the power of coaching, and we love to work with you on your life goals, whether that's in your business growth matrix or a one-on-one program or one of our full immersion programs. It, it, we're, this is what we want to be doing is focusing on growing and transforming you.